easy listening jazz favorites on K... Hi, this is Zach Alphanakis. You're listening to KUCI Irvine 88.9. KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future every Thursday morning, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. And we've got two callers on the air today as our guests. We've got Walt and Shaddy from Homeroom. Thanks for calling in so early on a Thursday morning, guys. Hello. How's it going? Yay, it works very well. We have three lines, and I've only ever used one at a time, but I've got two on now. And right now it's um, February 9th, pretty early. I'm sorry I had to wake you guys up. <laughs> no, no, no. But, um, oh, good. We've, we're on every Thursday for 30 minutes, and we usually like to talk about libraries, museums, and archives. And you guys fit in well because you guys run a space in L.A. by yourselves that you just, you know, did it yourself. And you've got an art gallery space, and you've got a place for bands to play, and literature to be read. And it's a very creative space that you guys just came up with. And I want to know... What are your guys' backgrounds? How did you guys um, go through school and come up with this um, idea? Um, Shadi, you want to start? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, my school background isn't very related to what I do. I, I went to school for like part of the time for engineering and then I finished a degree in computer science. But uh, I was always interested in kind of the music uh, scene, so uh, I was also involved in this place called Coos Art Center. It used to be a Coos Cafe in Santa Ana, but they moved to Long Beach. And, oh, uh, I went to that back in 2000. That's where I saw a lot of bands and a lot of KCI DJs did as well. I love uh, that space up in Santa Ana by Norms. Yeah, I've actually never visited the original location, but yeah, I got involved with them, uh, and I, that was like my first taste of, of a DIY space, sort of. Uh, I used to like keep gallery hours and helped well, keep things organized, and I like, made a website for them, and those sort of things. And, um, and then I, you know, I would be visiting venues here in L.A., when I moved up here, um, and I just wanted to do things my way, <laughs> so that was my interest in starting something. Um, well, I'd actually, I kind of uh, fell into running a previous space, and then uh, I uh, majored in illustration, went to college up in Oakland, and then I liked put on kind of elaborate art shows, um, and I started working with Lakeg Gallery back when they were by the Echoplex, um, and stayed with them curating shows and helping uh, run music shows for a while, and uh, after a while I left that to work with other spaces like Paraspace and Echo Curio, and after Echo Curio disappeared, 
and Mastodon Mesa, which was a really great space on the west side, uh, ended up getting shut down or forced to be a gallery without a specific place. They're actually doing a really great thing every Sunday at the um, Melrose Trading Post. Uh, so they're still kind of an active gallery. Uh, I just wanted to have another permanent uh, space, and Chatty and I had a lot of similar ideas as to what a space should be and what a space should um, feel like. And uh, so we ended up working together with another online radio station, and that kind of progressed into Homeroom. Um, and the online radio station, only for the open-minded, a little bit on hiatus, but it's a lot with a lot of the people who are doing the LA Zine Fest coming up uh, in just over a week on Sunday, February 19th. So we're pretty excited to I'm be a excited. part of that as well. I'm excited for that as well. So you guys do it all. You, how long have you had the space now? Uh, we opened the space at the end of September. It was uh, We got the space on September 1st, and it was a flurry of construction uh, from that point until the opening day. And We've actually kind of continued that. Um, on our opening day, the space was laid out a little bit differently than how you see it today. And in our near future, we'll actually be expanding to the back. Uh, some of the performers who played at Homeroom and some of our friends have seen the large back room uh, where often musical equipment or things like that are stored. But we're coming close to completing an area where we'll have a little zine library and game room and just general hangout area and we're pretty excited about that uh, so we'll be installing some zine shelves and we also have some UCLA students coming in to do screen printing uh, screen printing exhibition and workshops um, so that should be pretty great they were actually at LA Zine Fest uh, screen printing workshop yesterday uh, discussing some of the logistics of, of such workshops with them. Did you say library? Uh, I did say library. <laughs> what <did> you say? <laughs> Although, uh, it'll more be a re reading on-site library than a checkout in return. Oh, it's still a library, just not a checkout. Yeah, you can't take, take, a, take them with you. Oh, what are you going to put in your collection? Well, we had Meredith Wallace of Team Fall Stars, like part of the people putting on LA Zine Fest, curate the zine. So she, I gave her uh, a budget and asked her to pick out zines within the budget. So she picked out a bunch of zines for us, um, and then combining it with some of the ones I already had. And then I don't know if Walt has something he wants to contribute to, maybe his werewolf zine. Um, and then we'll have a, I'm going to build a, sh a shelf for him specifically so that each one gets, doesn't get covered up by another one. Uh, <laughs> and then they'll just be there available for anyone to read while they're just waiting around doing nothing or they don't have any friends to talk to. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. So you guys have your um, own zines that you're contributing as well. You said there was Walt's um, Wolf zine. And what did you have one too? Uh, I've, I've created one, but it was it was made a long time ago. So... I have, like, another essay that I put in the zine form. But Walt has, like, a new werewolf zine he's working on. So we'll add those in there. Yeah, I'm doing my uh, annual zine uh, called Fill in Your Hole with Werewolves. Um, 
and I'll have a brand new issue ready for uh, LA Zine Fest. We'll be filling your hole with Werewolves 2, starring Jason Bateman. Uh, just as kind of a Teen Wolf 2 reference, not actually uh. anything to do with Jason Bateman. But I'm pretty excited about that. We've got a really great roster of artists, uh, Champoy Hate, who's actually exhibiting in our space a solo ex- uh, exhibition on uh, Saturday, and that'll be a fun free day. And it's going to be a really great interactive exhibit. One of my favorite pieces I've seen from the show is... Uh, an installation called Art for Artists, where it's uh, kind of a Rauschenberg-esque structure with little hooks on it that invites artists to put their own uh, works on pre-cut panels on on his actual installation structure. Um, If you're not familiar with his work, he's also done uh, our mural outside. He does a lot of logo work for KXLU and LA Records and things like that. So that should be really great. I'm really looking forward to that. And this week's um, LA Zine Week, I see you guys are hosting a lot of nice events as well with, for that, as a, along with some, including some readings, correct? Oh, yeah. We're pretty excited. We're going to have uh, the guys from Igloo Tornado who do Henry and Glenn Forever and also Malachi Ward and uh, Tom Neely who does his own thing and Keenan Marshall Keller. A bunch of great um, zine makers or independent comics publishers doing a reading on the 18th. We're also having uh, LA Zine Fest present a series of musicians, which will be Ezra Bukla. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but if you have anything to play, it's really excellent. He does a lot of experimental electronics. He does uh, musical software programming professionally, so he always has... Uh, great programs to work with and then he combines that with uh, the viola um, so having them play uh, along with Van Exel Shaddy perhaps you could talk a little bit about Van Exel, they're a really great group uh, that we've come across uh, it's kind of on the math rocky and yeah they have they have like a, quite a few members six members I believe and they're just they're they're really good musicians, and they have kind of shorter songs. Like, you get really into them, and you don't get bored, and they're over. You know, like, they're, they're just really entertaining, and the vocalist is a lot of fun. Um, and then there's also Infinite Body, and he's one of the few ambient noise musicians that I've really loved that I've seen. I don't really like that kind of music, but... He just does it so well. He has a, uh, a light show that kind of goes along with his music. Uh, it's, like, reactive to his sound. And then there's also Tremolo, which is another band that I was surprised that, that were so good. Um, and they're, they've completely changed their sound from when they started, but it's really it's amazing. They have, it's really loud and um, lots of different melodies going on there. Uh, yeah, so that's... That's the other show. And then, yeah, Wednesday, yesterday we had the screen printing thing for the Zine Fest. So it's like, I think we have a total of three events for the Zine Fest at Homeroom. Yeah, and so you, and mo- some of the, a lot of those are free, which is great for the community, I believe, if I read correctly. It's just really great that you guys are a nice community space there. And you're located where exactly? 
Uh, we're located on Beverly uh, in Westlake, but very near Silver Lake, um, kind of in between the Rampart Benton and Silver Lake 101 exit. So we're pretty... It's one of the uh, hardest stretches of Beverly to find, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, but you're right across a, a, a really... Um, uh, hidden uh, Japanese seafood gem. I've had sushi there. Oh, it's Kabuto, yeah. It's funny, there's a picture of the chef master sushi guy and Michael Sarah on the wall. <laughs> so, must be uh, good. But, have you, uh, it's really good. It's supposed to be one of the fanciest uh, best sushi restaurants in L.A., actually, but I haven't oh. had a chance to verify. Oh, yes. I don't know the fanciest, but best tasting, maybe. Well, there's no oh, okay. menu. You just have, you only have the, like, sashimi allowances. They don't have anything out there. Yeah, one of, uh, actually, I think it was a member of the next went over there because uh, I recommended them. They were wondering where they could eat. And I told them the, that, um, well, I didn't tell them very much, but they went over there and they, they got scolded by the, the, the chef. They apparently. Asked for they wanted a roll and they only served one roll and they're really offended that they even asked them and they're like we don't have California rolls blah blah, blah. and um, he yeah. said that he spent the rest of the night apologizing to the guy. Oh no! Yeah, he was nice. They have signs all over the wall too that says no cell phone usage in the whole restaurant. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it's pretty traditional. But your space, you can do a lot of whatever you want almost. I went to your uh, Ghost Ghost Teeth opening. That was nice, how you guys all set it up. And um, when I spoke with Ghost Ghost Teeth, he said, oh, Walt is a machine. He put all this up really, like, fast and perfect. And so that's really helps your, your background. You said he was in art. This must really work with your space, getting to put it into practice and putting everything, hanging all the walls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, using all of my kind of illustration skills and putting it more into an environment. Because I actually also had a background in uh, set design and some minor construction there. So a lot of that comes into play with our space. Uh, if anyone hasn't been to our space, we generally do full-scale installations. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about our next show at the end of March, which is going to involve some of the people in L.A. Zine Fest, uh, as well as uh, the exhibition designer for the Natural History Museum. And uh, it's gonna, we're basically going to turn our whole space into a giant spaceship that you can walk inside and look at different viewing stations. And um, it'll be kind of crazy. Uh, and totally the opposite of our very beautiful uh, plush show that's all fabric media. It has a lot of people who are involved in the Urban Craft Center, um, which is on the west side. If you're not familiar with that place, I highly recommend it for workshops and general community resources. Um, it's all the way out uh, by Venice, which I know is kind of a little bit opposite of our crowd, but a lot of the people involved in our space and in LA Zine Fest are employees in that space as well. Yeah, this week for LA Zine Fest, they're uh, having uh, free button making all week. So I plan to go there Friday and make a bunch of buttons for our table. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, and you guys have the table, too, with Ghost Coast Keith, who's been a pleasure to work with. He was uh, one of our original muralists, and then his solo show just closed out. Uh, we're really happy to have uh, Amongst the Spirits. And um, 
think he's gearing up to send a lot of that work over to Alabama, which is pretty interesting. Never had a friend do a solo show out there. I'm not sure. Down in the south. Looking that up, but that's pretty cool. I think his sister lives there right now. But then um, also Dream Date played that show, and we have Dream Date at the station, which is cool. Right now? Oh, cool. I mean, like, at the, the CDs in our collection, which you know, uh, I don't always find, you know, stuff okay. here that the music director added that I've seen recently. Well, because they went to our high school, the people in Dream Date, so it's nice to see uh, them okay. successful. Yeah, we like to have, uh, we always have musicians play at our, our openings, but we, we kind of uh, we kind of give them a hard time by forcing them to play, like, minimal or acoustic sets, so... It's supposed to, because we like to keep the focus on the artwork, but the music is fun, and it's kind of an opportunity to, to, to see something unique. Like, most of the time, I remember Tessellations played, and they, you know, like the performance they played at that show was unlike any other performance you'd see, so it's an ex- another reason to come to the art opening. And when's that Spaceship One opening? Oh, that's until March uh, 24th, and um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm also super excited to include some small sculptures from Stephen Kyoto, who uh, is a little bit of a childhood hero of mine. He's the special effects designer and director of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And uh, Oh, I saw that. Critters and a bunch of other really awesome things. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited about that. He's uh, he often works with the Hive, which is probably my favorite uh, gallery downtown, uh, especially during the art walks. And I was really happy to be able to include some of his works in this show. Um, and yeah. So oh, I wanna... and also you guys, uh, some of your listeners might know Ella Boyd's work from the Ocean. From what was that again? Irvine. Uh, Ella Boyd. Uh, her work's currently up at the Oceanside Museum of Art. Um, and she's going to be one of the projection installation artists for the space show. Uh, maybe some of your listeners might have some familiarity with her since that's a little closer. Oceanside, Irvine, something. Oh, nice. Really bad on geography. Yeah. <laughs> I want to remind everyone we're listening to um, Walt and Shaddy today, our guests on Our Digital Future from Homeroom in Los Angeles. And you guys have a website everyone can check out as well. It's homeroom101.org. That's mm-hmm. nice. That, that's nice. It's a dot .org. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go for the dot .org. I don't want to make the dot .com. The com stands for commercial. We're not commercial at all. Yeah, you do a lot of great community work, a lot of uh, nonprofit events and it's a space for you people to come out and enjoy music and art and crafts and literature readings it's wonderful um you're even going to lecture at la zine fest on sunday february 19th i believe and um let people yeah, know well, yeah we'll be on the diy uh panel uh, at 11:30 a.m on la zine fest la zine fest mostly a question and answer i believe with uh audience members so if anyone out there has questions for DIY spaces or how that works or how they stay open, <laughs> you should come out and ask. I have a question. How does that work? How do they stay open? <laughs> well, um, 
there's a few ways you can do a DIY space. The way we're doing it is more like the uh, legit way. Like we spent a lot of time in LADBS, making sure that we could get a space that we could get permitted. Um, and there's a little more that goes into the permitting um, as far as like your square footage, your entrances and exits, and you basically just have to have a space that's already either commercially approved for live music or um, a space that can easily be uh, approved. A change of use permit can be a little costly and expensive, and I wouldn't advise that. But there are also a lot of great uh, live-work spaces that people run um, that are a little more under the table, and that's an, always an option. Uh, you just run the risk of getting shut down. And um, having been involved with a couple of spaces that have been shut down, the original location of Lekeg was shut down by the fire department, for example, and Echo Curio, who both Shaddy and I worked with uh, quite a bit, uh, was shut down uh, for permitting issues. I wouldn't necessarily advise it unless um, it was also like a live space and not necessarily needed to run as a, as a live music venue. It's of course a lot easier to run a space uh, that doesn't involve music. You can pretty much open any retail space and just get your commercial seller's permit and have people come out for uh, general retail activity like um, art openings. And Are you um, allowed to have people dance? Because I've been to some bars where they're saying they have a live DJ and everything, but they don't have um, any permits or you're not allowed to dance for some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's actually quite expensive if you want to get the dancing permit. Um, well, normally you have to have a change of use, and uh, I was reading them in the permit yeah, just the other day, and it says that, that you're not even allowed to have enough space for people to dance. Yeah, that's kind so of a... And to, to prevent uh, to prevent businesses from, uh, you know, you know, doing business. <laughs> Basically, uh, this city has some pretty crazy laws out there. There's honestly... No, no business that like is defined to to match what we do. We have to like kind of take take a. We're using a restaurant zoning for what we do in order to get the live music, which makes no sense. But that's how it is in a lot of cities, just because the laws never get updated. And the whole dance you have to to get a dance permit is like so difficult and expensive that most places yeah, are can't do it. That's so weird. Yeah, it's about $15,000. And even some places, uh, like uh, I was in the class. You have to take a class to get the, your permits and everything. And when I was in the, the class, I was surprised to find uh, some people who run well-known Hollywood bars were in there because they had been fined for having people dance. And these are places that I'd gone to to dance all the time. So... That's, that's kind of the unfortunate thing about L.A. You have all these laws built on top of laws, built on top of laws, and it's never been kind of restructured or revisited. So some of them are kind of contradictory to one another or not logical. Um, 
And everybody has like a different story. You ask someone, and you're, oh, someone told me to do this. And they're like, no, 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 you have to go and do this. And then you go there and they're like, no, before you do this, you have to do this. So you end up running around a lot. Uh, and the only way to really know how things work is to do it for a long time and get experience. It's not written down anywhere. So you don't have like a lawyer or anything? <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> But, and it's kind of funny, uh, funny sort of in an odd way, unfortunate way, not too hilarious way. Uh, but you can get your permits depending almost on the mood and the person that you're talking to at the offices, uh, which is a bit unfortunate. Uh, we were able to get this space stamped and approved by LADBS, for instance, uh, by a guy who I talked to and was kind of chill and was talking about different software programs with. Uh, but I feel like even this space wouldn't have been approved by the previous person I'd talked to who was just giving me a really hard time. Oh, wow, she got a so schmooze forth. wine and dine. So, yeah, it's it's kind of silly, but, um, you know, that's how bureaucracy goes. Invite him out to your space, but then you don't want to have him be like, hey, you don't have a permit for this and this? <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised, like, uh, I'm estimating that like 75% or more of businesses in Los Angeles are doing something illegal and it's just the way things work here. Um, and and my, some, like, I, I think the way why it's like that is, for one thing, there are a lot of laws that are just too hard to change and people just, you know, everybody just kind of ignores them. And then they use them when they need to when there's a problem. So... As, so part of your job is to make sure that everyone's happy uh, around you, your neighbors, the, the city, the police department. Like If you're doing everything you should be doing as much as you can be, then you'll probably be okay. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, a lot of the DIY spaces get shut down when they start, uh, when they start disrespecting like neighbors with noise problems, and they just go out of control you know, and cause problems for the police department, then they're going to want to shut them down because they're costing them money. Oh, I hope your neighbors are nice. Oh, actually, our neighbors have been really great. Uh, we have upstairs neighbors, actually, and they come down and say hi every once in a while. Um, I just saw our upstairs neighbor, uh, like, the day before yesterday, I think. They've been really great, and, um, the community overall has been really welcoming. There's a few new spaces opening up I'm pretty excited about. There's supposed to be another gallery in the area, and uh, one of the comedians who's uh, spoken at a few of our comedy events, we do monthly comedy at the last Thursday of every month, um, is opening a new underground comedy venue in the area. And also Beauty is Pain has opened up a new spot um, just uh, a little further down. It's like a mile down the road, but it's still cool to have more and more uh, new spaces opening up in the area. Um, Do you ever think you will add a restaurant portion since the city of a restaurant permit? Well, we're going to expand on some of our food holdings. We can have 25 square feet of uh, food uh, without needing the health permit of prepackaged food. Uh, and we already have uh, some snacks and things over at our front desk for guests to enjoy, but we're going to expand upon that uh, with the Zine Library. Um, so we're excited to start doing that once we finish construction. Yeah, we don't have plans to do any kind of full-on restaurant 
uh, at that location because it, it's just too far from what it needs to be to get a health permit. Um, but if there's a future location that, that lends itself well or if uh, we inherit a lot of money or something, who knows? <laughs> Well, that's exciting. I'm glad you guys paired up and were able to put on this wonderful location for the community. And thanks for coming on the show today. This has been Walt and Shaddy here from Homeroom 101. Is there anything you'd like to end um, your conversation with our listeners with? No, thanks so much for having us. And thank you for DJing our last uh, opening for Ghost Ghost Teeths Amongst the Spirits. Oh, that Um, was fun. I hope I didn't make anybody dance. <laughs> uh, if anybody has any questions, uh, we're easily reached um, at info at homeroom101.org. We're always looking for more community involvement, more workshops, things along those lines. Uh, we were recently talking about expanding, doing yoga workshops on the weekends. Different any Ooh. any ideas that we haven't heard of, we're always welcome to. That's fun. We'll look out for you at um, LA Zine Fest as well on Sunday, February 19th. We'll look for the homeroom table. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, home, the homeroom table will be there. And uh, you'll be there as the Three Amigos, right? Yes. Something? Three Amigos awesome. Press. Awesome. Cool. It's going to be. I'm really looking forward to it. Yay. And LA Zine Week continues at your space, so check out the events at Homeroom 101. And I want to say have a good Thursday to you, too. Walt and Shaddy, thanks for calling in. Thanks, Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good, have a good one. Bye. Right. That there's our show today. Thanks for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Stay tuned for more great public affairs programming with nonprofits for us, 9 to 10 a.m., coming right up.